Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Purpose Map Podcast. This is Casey Berglund, your host and the founder of Worthy and Well. I'm so excited for you to tune in to today's interview. What a delight it will be. Today, I'm interviewing Dana and Shayna of De Luna on a topic that is just so fascinating, how you can use human design to come back into alignment. I actually met Dana and Shayna in person at a human design training in London, in the UK. And I was just coming back from India, stopped in London along the way. And I walked into the room and sat down next to these two women and to be honest, was a little bit nervous. I mean, I love making strangers my friends, but, and also I'd just been traveling and, and I was in India tuning into myself. And every time I go to India, I feel like I come out sort of sensitized in some way and sensitive. And I have a little bit more nervousness around being in other people's energy and meeting new people. But I sat down next to Dana and Shayna and they immediately lit up and made me feel like I absolutely completely belonged there. They made me feel like I was the most fascinating human on the planet. I just remember being like, who are these two women? And of course I went on to learn that they were both projectors according to human design. And don't worry if you've never heard of human design before, we're digging into it in this episode. And the projector gift is really like seeing into other people. And I sat with them and felt so seen, so heard, so celebrated by these two women I just met. That time with them was so incredible. We had such a beautiful connection and have since just done so many wonderful things together. I visited them in California and have spoken on their podcast, uh, the Day Luna Human Design Podcast. And so it was such a gift and an honor to host them on the Purpose Map and to share their wisdom with you. So I can't wait for you to listen into this episode. Oh, one more thing before you go any further. What I'd love for you to do to get the most out of this is to actually find your human design chart or your body graph, in other words. Now, to do this, you can go to a couple different resources. Mybodygraph.com is one. Jovian Archive is another. And I'll make sure that those are in the show notes. Go there. You need to know your birth date, your birth place, and the exact time of your birth to get your human design chart. And I highly recommend you take a moment to do that now and then come back to this episode and listen in with that in mind. It will definitely serve you as Dana and Shana share more about human design and the different energy types. Wow, you're going to get so much out of this and hopefully feel so validated and like you have a very practical tool to use as you navigate change and as you come back into alignment. So let's get into the episode. I'll take no more time. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Enjoy. Dana and Shana, the queens of day Luna life. How are you today? Oh my gosh. We're so good. We're so excited to be here and to have this conversation with you. I'm delighted to have you. I feel like this has been a long time coming and you two are among my favorite humans on this planet. So the excitement in my bones leading up to this has just been intense. Um, and I think we should just get right to it. What do you think? Yeah, we love it and we love you. And I feel like divine timing has led us all to this, to this conversation, to this moment. So yeah, we're ready to dive in. 
All right. Yes. That's perfect. Um, Dana, I'm going to ask you first. I want to hear from both of you. But Dana, what are you fascinated by as it relates to human design right now? Oh, interesting. I am fascinated by the paradigm shift that we are experiencing and the insight that human design offers in how to navigate this paradigm shift because there's these two big energies. One is individual freedom and individual power and individual responsibility. And the other one is collective unity and oneness. And I'm really fascinated in how those two things interplay and how we can really navigate kind of both sides of those things, connect with both sides of those things so that we can really usher in this new paradigm in the highest expression, because I just feel so much like it's go time. Like let's all get on our game and really make this shift the highest vibration it can be. Wow. I love that. Uh, what wisdom do you have around that integration part? Like, how do we do that? What do you, what have you come to so far? Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. And, you know, in my own practice right now, I've been really focusing on connecting with oneness and really f- doing exercises and practices that burn off my ego and really let me connect with that. But I've been thinking about how it really depends on where you are in your journey. And if you are someone who does not really know who your true self is, you're really operating under a lot of conditioning and fear and ego and mental pressure, it's going to be really difficult for you to be able to connect with that unity and oneness. I've been thinking a lot about how it kind of has to start with you. Mm -hmm. It has to be you really knowing who you are and having true, genuine acceptance and love for yourself. And if you don't have those things, you cannot extend it to the collective. So I've just been kind of thinking about, you know, what what do people need? And like, how can we uh, help? How can we help people understand where they are in their journey and what part to kind of start with first? Mm, I love that. This is why you're here. We're here for a conversation about alignment, about this remembering or discovering who you are and what you're here for and how we can use human design as a tool. So I love that you just kind of introed right into that. And (laughs) what's fascinating to me is that I'm actually in a space of reclaiming the healthy aspects of ego. Mm -hmm. Like you talked about dissolving ego, dissolving fear, Mm -hmm. connecting with oneness. I feel like I'm coming back into a space of meanness, of self-reclamation, of power, of ambition, and of boundaries. So mm. fascinating how yeah. even between the two of us, different states along the journey are requiring different intentions. And I love what you shared though, because obviously mm. this energy of oneness is one that is worth uh, ushering in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, moving into this new paradigm over the next few years, um, for those listening who don't know, human design really teaches that we're moving into a new paradigm in 2027 and that it takes seven years to kind of decondition and to um, renew. And so right now we're in this deconditioning process from 2020 to 2027. And really what we're seeing is this crumbling of of ego, of um, fear, anything that's rooted in fear or greed or ego and, um, and structures that aren't serving the collective things that don't have meaning, but are structures that we put in place. So the last paradigm has been around creating community, creating structures, you know, uh, my country is better than your country. My sports team's better than yours. My church is better than yours. All that type of structure we've been building. And now it's about understanding 
okay, well, me as an individual, what are my needs? Who am I? Where am I going? What is my purpose? And how can I fit in to these structures or create different structures that support us more as individuals? So it's interesting, this polarization that we see even just within us three, where Dana's been feeling called more to feeling that oneness and shedding that ego. And you've been called more towards what is healthy ego and what are my boundaries and really personal empowerment. I mean, those are the two themes that are rising in the healthiest way possible and really moving forward. It's about what is healthy for me and how does that support the oneness and how does that honor the healthy ego and release the toxic ego? So it's two sides of one coin, right? This polarization, it feels like this stretch, but um, that's really like we are stretching right now. We are in the the growing pains. We are in the birthing of this this new era, and it's going to take a lot of um, a lot of just holding that balance between those two polarizations and letting ourselves flow between. So, I mean, to your question of what fascinates me right now in human design, I would say, yes, definitely this new paradigm shift. Um, but also more specifically to like this moment, this week, um, I would say settling into your design and your Mm. energy, like just allowing it to be while still having your daily practice while while still trying to be as authentic and aligned as you can but but really watching that word trying right mm-hmm. how can i just be and uh, be authentic and be in alignment and honor my design without trying and just kind of like sinking into that versus forcing it that kind of polarization within my own internal world has been the thing that's really fascinating to me lately because it is just kind of this embodiment which that's what you're so perfect at (laughs) at giving language to strong word Shannon yeah it's a very strong word (laughs) well but you are I mean you give language so beautifully to embodiment and to sinking in and allowing and and feeling things so um that has been I don't know if it's inspired by you but quite possibly um but that's been what's been the most fascinating to me right now in this this moment in time. Oh, I love that. Uh, my dear listener, are you hooked yet? Do you want to know what <laughs> human design? We might need to back it up a bit. But um, before we do, something I'm feeling called to share is I was in a mastermind once with this, um, just like she was one of those women who, when I met her, I was like, she is not of this planet fully, you know, like super spiritual, super connected, um, you know, channeled divine essences in a very unique and specific way. And she often talked about this polarization. You use the term like two sides of the coin. If we even think about a coin, if you like flicked it on a table and spun it round and round and round, it would become like a sphere. It would become one. And I think it's interesting that we talk about the polarization and the oneness and when you spin something, spin opposites fast enough, it already is part of the oneness. And I feel like what I'm hearing both of you speak to is this essence of integration. Mm. Yes. I just got full body chills. Yes. Love it. Okay. For those of you who are listening, who are like human design, what? (laughs) Can we back it up a bit and give a, a little 101 for, for those who um, are new to human design? 
Sure. So human design is the science of differentiation, and it is this modality that is a synthesis of different ancient modalities coming together, as well as mixed with some modern science and biochemistry, quantum physics. So the different ancient modalities that it synthesizes are Western astrology, the I Ching, the Tree of Life from Kabbalah, and the Hindu Brahmin chakra system. So it's all of these different um, kind of truths about how our energy works, how our energetic body works, how our aura functions, coming together to show you a map of who you are designed to be, the, the blueprint of who your soul chose to be as you come into this lifetime. And with human design being the science of differentiation, it's really showing us how each and every single person's energetic blueprint for their, you know, for their energy body is completely unique. And we live in this world where we've had this kind of tendency to homogenize, where we think that there's only one way to find success. There's only one way to start a business. There's only one way to live your life. And human design is really showing us that that's absolutely not true, that every single person is designed to be unique. We all have unique gifts. We all have a unique purpose. We all have a unique way of using our energy, of making decisions that are in alignment for our soul. And when you start to really apply these strategies that human design offers, you start to just naturally come into this personal alignment and into this authenticity with with what your soul really chose to be in this lifetime. So by discovering your human design, you can go onto mybodygraph.com or jovianarchive.com or some of our favorite websites, and you can enter in your birthday and specific time information, and you can generate your chart. Um, and then you can see which energy type you are. There's five different energy types. So that's always where we recommend starting. But of course, it gets so deep. It talks about your unique purpose, all of your gifts. It even goes into a deeper layer of your diet and the correct environment for you to live in. And then layered onto that, what you started saying around uh, the new paradigm shift. So there's, there's a whole other layer that builds upon that unique design. Yeah, exactly. It goes, it's so deep and specific. Um, but then of course, because Western astrology is, is intertwined in there, it does have some, kind of uh, forecasting nature to it. And it we're moving through these different cycles within the crosses of incarnation, and they take a couple hundred years to move through. So it gets really technical. And, um, but that it does have that forecasting side to it as well. Yeah, awesome. And I feel like it would be helpful to have a, a bit of wisdom shed on the different energy types and, and maybe a bit of an overview there. I'm just, I'm just like thinking back to my own journey around when I discovered human design and realized I was a projector living like a generator and like, no shit, I was burnt out all the time. And then I met you two Queens in London. <laughs> and I was like, wait, you're a projector and you're a projector. And like, oh my gosh, these are the first projectors I've ever met and how sort of life-changing it was in understanding. You know what? I say understanding, but I think for me, it was more validating what my body already knew human design layers onto embodiment and letting your body lead so beautifully. And I was already in this deep journey of discovering my body's wisdom and aligning my life in accordance with my body's wisdom. And then I feel like I learned about human design and it showed me why I felt contraction in certain moments when I was, for example, trying to live like a generator and how in these moments where I was aligning with the wisdom of being a projector, how that created more ease and expansion for me. And so it, it's such a beautiful, like validating tool, but I'd love for you to speak a few words about um, the five types. 
Yeah, definitely. So like Dana said, there's, there's five energy types and this is the, um, most basic layer to start with. So this is talking about how your energetic body, um, operates in the world and interacts with other people. And it's the most broad because every single human is one of these five types. And then it gets even more specific from there with how you make decisions and what your specific gifts are, what your purpose is, right? So with these five types, there are manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. And um, I guess just to give a brief overview let's just start with manifestors. So manifestors are around 7% of the population. um, And they are kind of here to be these starters, these initiators, they work in spurts of energy. And they're here to kind of have these urges to create things to start projects to, um, you know, have I guess, just various ideas that they're putting out into the world, but they're not here to do it all by themselves. So their strategy in life to move and operate in, you know, flow with other people is to inform and to tell people what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what they're wanting to do. And this feels very unnatural to manifestors because manifestors want to do their own thing. They want to be in their own little world and they don't want to be controlled by people. So the biggest hurdle for manifestors to kind of get over is that they are impactful, whether they realize it or not. And the things that they're doing affect the other people around them. Even if they think who would care what I'm doing, like doesn't impact anybody else, them just opening up and informing it releases, um, resistance in their life. It initiates the world around them for support to come in, for solutions to be found. So even just saying, I don't know what I'm doing right now, or I don't know what I want, or this is confusing. I don't have this figured out yet. It rallies this energy in the universe and the people around you to come in and support and help those ideas and creations become a reality. Now, that being said, manifestors don't have to be business owners or uh, CEOs or start a whole big project on their own at all. It's just important that they have freedom, that they're allowed to work when they want and do what they want and say what they want. And um, that when they have urges, they're able to follow those urges and explore where those are going to take them. So then after manifestors, we have generators. And this is the more common of the energy types. It's around 35% of the population. And this type is generators really, they have this sacral engine to work on the things that they love. And there's a common misconception with generators that they're here to be the worker bees of the planet. And that's really not the case. They are here to work on what they love and build the things that they are lit up by and excited by. So in the past, manifestors had really been like the kings and queens of of the world, right? And generators were the ones doing their bidding and building the things. And that's really being shifted um, over the last, you know, 100 years. So really what we're seeing now is that generators are here to use their energy each day doing what they love. And that's when they find that they can work on that project or that task or helping their family if that's genuinely what lights them up all day, all night. They can have this kind of endless energy. And once they've used their energy, it's ideal for them to just 
go to bed and, and relax. So generators have the most energy. And then after generators is manifesting generators. And this is a hybrid of manifestors and generators. And mangens are like generators where they have this energy to work on the things that they love consistently um, and kind of go, go, go. But manifestors are different. I mean, mangens are different in that they are constantly thinking what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next. And it's ideal for them to have many different avenues, many different projects to be working on that they can bounce around between. So whereas a generator loves to dedicate their energy with that thing that they are into and that they're engaged with, mangens are there with it, but then they're also thinking, what am I doing tomorrow? And what am I doing next week? And what am I doing then? So they're ready to kind of just speed along and move quickly. However, when they do this, they can oftentimes miss steps because they are not actually focused on what they're working on in that moment. They're thinking too far ahead. So Mangens are here to have many different interests. They're here to do things in their own way. However, their medicine is to kind of slow down a little bit and be focused and present with the things that they're currently working on. Um, however, if they just had one thing that they were doing every single day, they would be bored and they would be really drained by life. They would have no energy to work on that thing. So variety and freedom is key for mangens as well as manifestors, right? So then after mangens, there are projectors and that's what all three of us are. And projectors are non-energy beings, meaning that we don't create our own consistent energy. So it's ideal for projectors to work two to three hours a day three to four, depending on the way that your design is. But that sounds impossible. And that's why a lot of times when projectors first find out that they're projectors, it really is this shock and this, oh my gosh, everything in my life makes sense because it's it feels so incredibly impossible to work a nine to five job consistently. Um, and to put in 40 plus hours a week because projectors are here to be the guides. All projectors see things in a way that other people necessarily don't. So they are here to share their insight and to guide the collective and to find efficiency gains and to tweak systems. So projectors providing their insight, that's where they're going to find their genius and where they're going to find their flow. And they can find that they're so fascinated in something they want to work on at a ton, but then they might want to take the next week off, or they might want to work really hard for three weeks and then take two weeks off. So it's just finding that kind of balance, but it's knowing that projectors, you don't create your own energy. So it, you will burn out if you are working constantly nine to five for years, right? And then the last type is reflectors. And this is the most rare. And this is around 1% of the population. And reflectors are have a completely open chart. They are, again, non-energy beings. However, they are the most empathetic and they are here to um, feel the world around them and take others in very deeply, take their environment in really deeply and feel if things are in balance, if they are healthy, if they are not healthy, to give their feedback on what's working, what's not working, how things can be improved. Um, and reflectors are all different. So 
you might find that you're a reflector and you have tons of energy and you're running an amazing business and you're just fed off of the energy and the people around you. And that's actually a signpost that the environment that you're in and the people you're around are really healthy. Um, or you might find that you're a reflector and you are a, a very spiritual, um, relaxed person that wants to be more in the like yoga spiritual community and meeting with clients and reflecting back to them what they can work on. So reflectors are really here to be the people that provide feedback and insight on the health of the collective or the environment that they're in. So those were really brief, brief overviews of the five types, because honestly, we could talk for two hours about each individual type, but it's mainly just knowing manifestors are designed to work five hours a day, maybe in spurts of energy. They're designed to follow their urges and inform the world around them. Mangens are designed to have many different interests, to be using their energy on the things that light them up and to maybe slow down just a little bit to make, make sure they don't miss steps and feel frustrated. Generators, they are meant to be using their energy, doing what they love. So not putting their head down and working for other people, but genuinely asking, is my body excited by this thing that's in front of me? Do I want to engage with it? And if that is a yes for you, then you are designed to dive into that and be with it. But then once you're tired, go rest. And then projectors are here to give their insight and to work two to three hours a day, if possible, spend the rest of their time following what fascinates them. And then reflectors are designed to be checking in every day. How is my body feeling? Can I empty out and clear out and let tomorrow be a new day? And then be asking yourself, how am I feeling in this environment around these people? And how is that uh, informing me of the health or the feedback that I can give this situation at this time? Mm, I love that, Shana. You're such a queen at just like that thorough and brief at the same time overview. Love it so much. I, f I found myself as you were going through each of the different types, um, bringing to mind a person in my life. Like when you talked about manifestors, I'm like, oh, Aislinn, my buddy, she is such a initiator and like goes and wants to be left alone to do it and all of that. And it made me wonder uh, just to help this land for people about famous folks who are each of the types. Do you like, is that something that you have an awareness of that you could share just to like put in people's mind an archetype and alignment with the energy type? Yeah. So we don't talk about that too much on our podcast, but um, a really famous reflector is Sandra Bullock. And you can see in that case where we kind of have this misconception in human design where reflectors are like all going to be like dressed in all white, these like spiritual gurus because they're so empathetic and they're really here to experience all of humanity. But you can see Sandra Bullock, she seems so lively and like, you know, she seems like such a, a defined person. So she's a famous reflector. I've read that Jennifer Aniston is a famous manifester, which I thought was pretty shocking because, um, I've heard that she's so like kind and open. So that must mean that she's really aligned and that she informs a lot as a manifester. Um, Beyonce is a famous uh, manifesting generator where she's doing all her different things. Um, who's a famous projector? I think Taylor Swift is a famous projector. Obama. President Obama is a famous uh, projector, which I'm here for. So is JFK. Um, who's a famous yeah. generator, Shana? Oprah. Oprah's oh, a generator. right. Yeah. Yes, I mean, yes. we don't know them all off the top of our head at all, but um, I mean, 
it is interesting to look at at the different, you know, celebrities that have those types because some of, you know, everybody has moments where they're operating in alignment and just really owning their flow and owning their genius, right? And then other times where they're really not. And um, so, you know, just because there's somebody successful doesn't mean that they're a good example of, of their type. But I do want to say that, you know, laying out these different archetypes, Within that, based on your design, you know, not all manifestors or projectors are have to own their own business. A generator, a thousand percent can own their own business. Same with a man gen. Um, it'd be really in alignment based on their chart. And, you know, also that being said, all the types can initiate, right? It's just about, is it, are you doing it in a way that's in alignment? So for example, manifestors can initiate all the time. Like, great, just open your mouth and talk, even though that feels hard, that's all you need to do. Um, Whereas for a projector, it really is, do I feel invited to say this thing? Is there a place for it to land? Because projectors, their strategy is to wait for the invitation. So if they are just giving their advice, their insight all the time, it's going to be really repelling because there's no place for it to land. It's going to feel like to other people, don't tell me what to do. Like I didn't ask for your advice and it will, it will, Um, really backfire on you. So for projectors, if there is a place for it to land, you can initiate the hell out of someone. You can give them the most amazing insight or advice or business idea. And that can jumpstart their whole life. You don't have to be a manifester to do that, right? And then same thing for generators. It's instead of getting in your head and saying, okay, what is a good business to start? And what is a good project to do? Or what is good advice that I should give this person, right? It's instead dropping into your body. And when you're in front of this person, or if you're really present in this store, you overhear this conversation, you feel this engine turn on in your body, like this green light, this turn on. If you feel that, that's really what you're looking for. And then it's like, great, I got this green light and I want to get on the computer and look up how to start an LLC or look up how to create you know, my website or call this friend and tell them this business idea I just got for them because I overheard this conversation. It, it sparked something in me. So it's just about these different strategies for all of the different types on how you can uh, move through life. So there's not a rule book to say, you can or cannot initiate or you can or cannot guide um, or work on the things that you love based on your type. It's just saying, okay, you're, you love this thing. Here's the best strategy to go about building it, working on it, engaging with the world. And I think when people first read about human design, it can at first seem really limiting because it are, it's these mental like structures, right? And anytime that we try to put ourselves in a box in that way, it can feel like it's limiting you in some way because all of us as human beings are so multidimensional. We have so many contrasts and beautiful polarities and layers in our chart. And the thing that we love about human design is when you're looking at someone's actual chart, not just the five energy types, but all of the different nuances in their chart, it is so layered. It is so dynamic. There are so, there's so much depth. And that's something that we really love about human design because it really does a good job of capturing the depth that each of us have. So when you first hear about your energy type, I genuinely think it's one of the most transformational things that can happen in your life is discovering which of these energy types you are, 
why your energy feels the way it does and operates the way it does and how you can kind of apply that strategy. But it's just the tip of the iceberg. So, you know, when people first hear about it, like Shana was saying, it's like, oh, I'm a projector. I have to be a guide. Well, what if you're a generator and you want to be a life coach or, you know, a guide in some way, any type can do any of the things that you're wanting to do. It's just about the way in which you go about it, making sure that you're really aligned with your energy as you do that. Mm, Love it. And just to reiterate something that you shared earlier, Dana, um, you find your chart by going to mybodygraph.com or jovianarchive.com. And Mm -hmm. I'll post those links in the show notes. Um, And then there's a lot of resources, obviously, beyond this this podcast that we'll talk talk about a little bit later on um, that can help you understand the wisdom of human design more. And of course, we're just scratching the surface, but even what you shared so far is so, so powerful. Um, In this moment, I'm thinking of the person listening who is navigating change right now. I feel like a lot of people in my community, uh, a lot of friends, a lot of clients are in a space of questions, maybe doubt, uh, wondering what's next, like their world's been shaken up a bit and trying to find either a new path or the path that they've forgotten. And I'm curious when you bring to mind uh, that person, like that person who's navigating change right now and is really wanting to realign, um, like what do you think that they could look at first beyond just the energy types that would help to support them? Mm. Well, first of all, I just want to say like, holy shit, I'm glad you're here because (laughs) human design honestly is the best tool we've ever found that helps you with navigating change and transition and getting answers to those questions, right? Um, It almost makes me want to cry for that person because we've been there. We've been that person and we've seen how human design genuinely gives you those answers, like helps you find those answers for yourself, right? Um, and not in this very broad, like you're a Scorpio, so you're spicy, right? Or like you like serious. sex because you're a Scorpio. Yeah. Like yeah. watch out, you're wild in the bedroom. Yeah, it's not in an unhelpful way. It's genuinely um, very specific tools to figure your shit out, right? So um, I just want to say like, dive into human design. The first place to start would be really understanding your type, really understanding, okay, I'm, let's say a projector and that means I'm supposed to work two to three hours a day. How the hell am I going to do that? Right. Start setting a timer and, and work hard work for those three hours that day. And then when the timer goes off, see really what are the tasks that you do that are fascinating to you? And that are interesting to you that you could do all day and maybe lean into those or start reading that book that you've set aside and see if you can get away with doing that two to three hours. Because a lot of times projectors are so efficient that the work that they do in two to three hours is the same amount. Like nobody would notice if they weren't working the full eight. So that's just a small tip, kind of a side note, but I would say dive into your type, really understanding what are the tips and tricks to really honoring your type and then honoring your strategy and then honoring your authority. So your authority is how you make decisions. 
um, human design really teaches that you make decisions with your body and not with your mind. Your mind is here to observe. It's here to process and analyze. It's also the place where all those questions are coming. Who am I? What am I doing with my life? What is the meaning of this? Like, there's so much transition. Where the F am I even going? All of that is in your mind, right? And human design is, it really teaches you, okay, for you, your decision-making center is somewhere in your body. And this is how you make decisions for yourself that are energetically correct for you. And there's eight different authorities. Some of them are based on a gut feeling. Some of them are based on intuition that you feel this, like it just feels right or just feels wrong. Um, Some of them are designed to wait uh, you know, at least 24 hours or a week to ride out your emotions and to feel, you know, what is going to make me happy when you're neutral. Some of them are to talk and to hear your own voice and to hear your truth as you speak. So there's these different authorities and start experimenting with, okay, I have this decision that I'm making and let me just try using my authority and seeing what answer I get. And if I don't get an answer, I'm going to come back to it and I'm going to try it again. And once I get that answer, I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to trust the answer that my body is giving me and make that decision with that answer and just see what happens. And we recommend setting a a time period. So saying, okay, for the next two weeks, for the next month, I am going to actively try to live my design. I'm going to actively try to live my strategy and authority. And you will be shocked by how much your life changes, how much, how much, uh, and how many answers you have out of that time. And obviously we have, there's so many resources to fig- even figuring out what your type and strategy and authority are. Our podcast, we have an episode on all of those things. Um, we also have type videos and channel videos um, and soon authority videos. So there's so many different resources that we have to support you in this, this place, but um, that's where we recommend really starting. Right, Dana, is there anything else that you would add on to that? Well, yeah, I just wanted to say that, you know, one of our favorite things about human design is that it's meant to be an experiment. It's all about you knowing how to operate your own energy. It's about you becoming the authority of your own life, knowing how to navigate changes and transition with confidence. And this is huge, right? Like this is something that we all struggle with, with these big decisions. Should I get a divorce? Should I sell my house? Should I move to another country? Should I start a new business? Should I take out a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt to be able to create this new thing? These big decisions that are going to change our life path are often the thing that we struggle the most with. And we give our authority away in these decisions. We ask the experts, what do you think? We ask our business coach, what do you think? We ask our parents, we ask society, what makes sense? What's a guaranteed yes for me? And we give our authority away. And when we give our authority away in these big decisions, we end up creating this misalignment. We kind of get off course. We get disconnected from this internal authority that we all are born with. So human design is showing you, here's how you kind of come back into that alignment. And honestly, practicing that authority, um, being able to make decisions with the specific chakra center in your body is to me the biggest game changer of human design. The biggest, because you're never going to have all of the answers in your mind figured out. You're never going to know like what the future holds exactly and how the finances are exactly going to play out because those things don't matter. What matters is 
did I tune into my body? Did I trust this inner authority that's connected to my soul, that's connected to higher planes of knowing? And if I did this process correctly, you start to prove to yourself how good it feels, how right it feels. You start to build this internal confidence in yourself that's like, I have no idea what the future holds, but I know that I made this decision in a way that was authentic and right for me. And that is the best feeling in the world. Like when we started experimenting with that and we created our own business, there were so many unknowns, right? There was so much doubt. And we told our parents, oh, we're starting this business. And they're like, well, did you talk to some expert who guaranteed it's going to work? And it's like, well, no, we didn't. But we're being our own authority in this. We're really experimenting with this and feeling what's right for us. And it, it gives you this confidence that it's like, no matter what happens down my path, I'll know it's the path that's meant for me. That's right for me. That's aligned for me. And that is the most beautiful and profound feeling in my opinion that you can have as you kind of make these transitions. Yeah, it's so so empowering to build this sense of self-trust. Like what I'm really hearing you say Dana is that when you follow your authority, you said you you start to in the experiment prove to yourself that this works. Yeah. And evidence builds confidence. You know, when it, it just so aligns with with embodiment, right? Like I I would always teach that try this out when you're going for ice cream next and tune into your body about whether you want the strawberry ice cream or the chocolate ice cream. Like that's evidence when you choose what your body wants and then you receive the satisfaction from that choice perhaps the expansion, the like fulfillment from that choice, even if it's a little one, you're building up the evidence that it's safe to trust yourself. And I think most of us have come into the world. Um, well, often we've come into the world with a sense of embodiment, like babies know how to eat. They know how to wail and ask for food and then stop when they're full, right? It's like so simple. And yet it's almost like as soon as you come into the world, there's all these other layers of messaging that pulls you out of your authority, or I would say your body's wisdom. And so I love that idea of building the proof and the evidence and, and the more that you practice it and the more that you see that it works, the easier it is to then trust the process in the future. Absolutely. And that's so, that's such a beautiful point about that self-trust. That's really what it is. And, you know, in human design, a big part of what it encompasses is that you have these natural qualities, these inherent ways that your energy is meant to work. And then you have the conditioning factors outside of yourself that are teaching you at every turn to abandon those things, to not trust yourself, to homogenize to what everyone else is doing. That if something works for someone else that you have to then conform and try to adopt what they're doing. And it over time, we kind of lose this connection to that self-trust and to that internal knowing. And it is, you know, human design in our view, in the end is embodiment. It's about using your unique form of intuition to really feel through your body where you're meant to be, what is right for you. And it's so interesting to see the conditioning that we have against like really not feeling like we can trust our body, feeling like if we listen to our body, our body's going to steer us astray in some way, feeling like if we listen to our desires that we're going to become this like selfish person who's not living their purpose, when in reality, the desires your body has are guiding you towards the things that you're meant for, the, the things that your body is wanting, the places that your body is guiding you towards, like all of that is stuff that you really can trust, but you can only go on that journey if it's authentic for you, if you experiment with it and then you have that evidence and you really start to prove to yourself, I can be my own authority in this lifetime. Mm, yeah. Okay. I'm really curious to hear a couple stories about when you fuck it up. 
you know, like I'm, I'm thinking back to when Shana was like, Oh, Casey, like some, you use the word perfect and embodiment in the same sentence. And I was like, Oh, that's a bit strong to say, because like, you know, I don't trust my body mm-hmm. often. Yeah. Often because of what you said, the, the conditioning that says that you shouldn't, or you can't. So I'm curious to hear from you, like maybe a recent circumstance where you didn't follow your authority or didn't follow your strategy. And then like, what happened and how did you realize it? And you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, maybe you're on this perfect human design path of living completely in alignment, but like, I'm not there yet. Absolutely not. But I will say that in the beginning, I definitely fucked it up more than I do now. Like my ratio is getting a little bit better, but you know, for projectors, um, the whole kind of catch 22 with being a projector is that you want to guide people. Your energy is designed to guide people. Your aura as a projector is penetrating and focused. So it literally goes inside of another person and just feels them and sees them. And because of that, you want to give this person advice. You want to help them. You want to steer them in the right direction. However, your strategy as a reflect, as a projector is to wait for the invitation. So before you can give that advice to someone, they have to want your advice and they have to want it from you because they recognize you. So there have been so many times where I'm trying to sense and feel out, am I invited by this person? Do I feel like they want my advice or input? And it's so tempting to just insert yourself and tell them what you see. And sometimes it comes from a really genuine place. Like, I love this person. I care about them. I want to help them. So you offer this insight. And if it was not invited, it is absolutely repelling to someone. So all, you know, throughout my years of experimenting like this, I've get, I've gotten so much better, but in your personal life, I find it's the hardest, your friends, your family, the people that you love the most. And you can see, you know, if they would just do this, everything would be so much easier for them. And, you know, you tell them that, and then you just feel this like wall closed down and then shut you out. And you could just feel like the disgust, like coming your way. And it, it honestly feels like shit to be like repelling like that, because as a projector, what you really want is to feel recognized by someone, appreciated by someone, included and invited in by that person. So to receive the opposite, because you didn't wait for the invitation feels really terrible, but I've learned to just let it be something that's like, okay, I, I, I know what happened. It's not that I'm a repelling person. It's that I didn't use my energy correctly. And so every time that I, uh, you know, insert myself when I wasn't invited, I definitely sit on it for a few days because it definitely, I feel it. Like it affects me to my core. I'm like, okay, time to just kind of remind myself to rededicate myself to that strategy. Yeah, definitely. I can think of a specific time with my sister where I, I don't know what I, I knew I was not waiting for the invitation. I was, we were talking about human design and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, let me look up your chart. And as I said those words, I was like, oh, I should have waited for the invitation. She was like, oh, sure. And then gave me her birth time. And then I had to look up her chart. And then as I was explaining her chart to her, I could just see that it was just falling on deaf ears and so repelling. And I was, I, but I had to continue. (laughs) So that's just like one example of just feeling like, oh my God, why did I do that? And now she thinks I'm a total freaking weirdo and she doesn't understand any of the information because I didn't wait for the invitation. There was no place for it to land. Right. So that's just an example, but I mean, for anyone listening that's not a projector, I just want to give some examples. You know, you can feel as a generator really um, 
frustrated when you don't get to use your energy in a satisfying way, working on things that are satisfying to you. If you have to use your energy on something that is you don't care about and that you have to do, you can feel really frustrated with life and you can feel really just over it, right? Um, burnt out, exhausted. Also for um, a manifester, you can feel really um, angry and upset when somebody you feel like somebody's trying to control you or they don't understand you, or you can feel really isolated and like nobody gets you. If you're not informing, if you're not letting people in and you're not sharing what's going on in your inner world because you feel like people should just get it, um, they don't, they can't read you. You have to let them in by using your voice and sharing what's going on with you, what you're thinking about doing. Um, and you know, for reflectors, you can feel really disappointed with life, really let down with life. If you're not um, emptying out and releasing, identifying with the things that you're feeling and um, going through and experiencing in life, you can hold on to things and then say, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing, what I'm supposed to do. And if you don't release that and just let every day be a new day in your body, you can feel a big disappointment because something turns out to be not what you thought it was because you were trying to hold on to it for too long. So mm -hmm. there's different things that you can feel when you kind of, like you said, like mess it up. Yeah. But, um, when it comes to making decisions, I mean, my authority is the most exhausting I personally feel. I mean, I love my authority, but also it's exhausting. Mine is the one where you have to talk and soundboard off of other people and hear yourself speak to be able to know what your truth is. And so right now I'm planning my wedding and there's so many decisions. There's so many decisions. And it's exhausting to talk about every single one, especially because to other people, like they don't care about like, should I get my lashes done on this day or that day? Or should I go get my hair cut on this day versus that day? And how's everything going to work out? It can feel so exhausting. Um, but so I've personally found some messing up in that where I'll schedule appointments or I'll book a vendor or, or I'll book a service for the wedding and then, then talk about it and be like, oh, actually, I don't think that we need that, or I don't think that we want that, or need the money, spend the money on that. And then I have to go back to that person and cancel with them, and then they're kind of annoyed with me, and it's just, it's not ideal. So the more that I can just, I have to then check myself and be like, okay, Shana, you know that this is your, your authority. You just need to talk it out, and you need to make that a priority to just whether you're talking to yourself, whether you're calling a friend and just saying like, hey, you can literally turn the volume off and not listen to me. I just have to bounce this off of someone <laughs> and feel like I am. I have to make that a priority. So that way I don't make decisions that are not in alignment that I end up regretting later. Mm. And the cool thing about human design is it has these not self themes connected to each one of the five types. So Shana just kind of talked about them in passing, but for manifestors, you can feel anger and when you feel anger, you know, you're out of alignment somewhere. Either you didn't use your authority, you didn't use your strategy, something's kind of up with you. So when you see that you're angry, it's like, oh, light bulb moment, time to go back to my strategy and authority, time to go back to nurturing myself. For generators and manifesting generators, it's frustration. When you feel that signpost, you know, it's like, ding, ding, 
go back to the drawing board, do something different. Uh, for reflectors, it's disappointment. And for projectors, which all three of us are, your not self theme is that bitterness. So when you feel bitter, it's such a signpost for you that somewhere along the line, you did something in a way that wasn't aligned for you. So it's not about being perfect at all. Like your not self theme is a gift. When you feel it, it's giving you this, this aha moment that you can go back to yourself and either you work too hard and you didn't rest enough. You forced yourself to work when you were really tired. Um, you didn't wait for the invitation in some way. You weren't using all of your gifts. You weren't sharing yourself. Like it kind of gives you this, um, this loving little nudge to come back home to yourself. And it's really beautiful because as we move through life, when we make these mistakes, we have the tendency to blame other people, to blame the situation. And human design helps you kind of turn that inward and clean up your own side of the street and then come back to that situation in alignment. It makes it so much easier to navigate. Oh, I'm just thinking about that so much these days because of course my authority is environment authority mm -hmm. and I have been a resentful, bitter bitch <laughs> over the last couple of years, <laughs> not all the time, of course, but in certain moments. And um, yeah, I recently made a, made a choice to reclaim my space and I didn't realize how, <laughs> I mean, duh, it's my authority, but I didn't realize how incredibly important that was to me. And it's like a return to this natural, vibrant, joyous expansion. And just like being able to tune into how I feel in different environments has been such a gift that both of you have helped me with. Like when I was visiting family in Saskatchewan and staying in a different space, you helped me with finding different ways to make the space my own so that I could feel like myself and so that I could make decisions that were in alignment. So what a gift to have human design and all these different facets of it as a way to really see guideposts that can bring you back onto your path and almost like remember the truth that always was, that always is. Um, I just think it's such a fascinating and useful tool. So thank you both for sharing so, so much. I just love, love, love you. And um, I love that you share human design in a way that is so expansive and empowering so expensive and empowering. I think that's like the gift that you bring to the world. And I'd be curious for you to share, like, where else can people engage with you? And what are you working on right now that you're super pumped about? Yeah. So, um, first of all, thank you. We love talking about human design. It's all we ever talk about and do, but, um, just because it's so freaking powerful and so trans life changing, it's life changing. But, um, People can connect with our stuff. Our website's daylunalife.com and our podcast is the Dayluna Human Design Podcast. And we have so many different offerings because we know everybody is so different, obviously, and connect with learning in different ways. So we have physical um, uh, offerings as like boxes and booklets to really understand yourself and connect with your design. We also have digital offerings like video courses, type videos, channel videos. And then we have our podcast, which is our free resource, obviously, where we dive into all of the different um, various things there that are within your chart. So wherever your body is telling you to start, wherever is lighting you up to engage with this information, that's where we recommend starting, whether that's with us or with someone else, it's really listen to your body. Right. And then, um, 
right now we're actually working on, we're having our first human design retreat training in Costa Rica in January. And it is really awesome. We're so excited. And that's in person. Um, and after that, we're going to have that training online. So, um, yeah, we're just working on building that out. I mean, that it's sold out, but we are just thrilled. The It's a 10-day course, and it's really teaching you everything you need to know about giving human design readings and really leaving there, understanding everything within the human design charts. So that way you can go and change people's lives. Because we really just know that human design is here to change the world. It's here to really empower people to become their own authority and take that reverence, that claim back of who they are and what their purpose is. So there's a lot of people on the planet and the more people that know human design and live human design and can teach human design, the better. So yeah, I mean, that's what we're working on right now, I guess. Right, Dana, anything else you want to add in there? Um, No, I just wanted to say, Casey, you know, you being a environmental mental projector, we have learned so much from you. This is kind of jumping back a little bit, but we've learned so much from you about how it really works, like getting to witness you and getting to witness your wisdom and the things that you teach. Like you're just such a brilliant person. And I just wanted to say like, it's so exciting that we got to come on your show and just bathe in this community that you've created here. So I just wanted to say, thank you so much for having us. Oh, Dana, you're so, so welcome. I mean, the, the, the feelings are so mutual. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like every time I get to share space with you, I'm like bathing in your energy and, and brilliance and radiance and positivity and all that stuff. And I love that uh, we have a little bit of a behind the scenes relationship because, you know, there's been people coming to me who are like, I want to learn more about human design. Where, where should I learn? And I just always pass them to you. And then folks that are wanting to be, um, readers. And of course your retreat is sold out, but I'm like, but just, just hang on. They're going to be doing an online, online version, even if you haven't heard so much about it yet. So I know that there'll be a, a lineup of folks wanting to learn from you um, just because of the way that you share this gift. So mm-hmm. I so, so appreciate you being on the show today and uh, wishing you the best. And also I'm going to see you very, very soon <gasps> in person yes. to celebrate Shana at her wedding. Yes. I cannot wait. I can't, I I genuinely can't wait. It's going to be magical, beautiful day. And I just, we just love you. So thanks Mm. for having us and we'll see you in two weeks, which is nuts. Amazing. Can't wait to see you. Take really good care. Well, that was fun. Thank you so much for tuning in. I mean, I told you you'd love Dana and Shana, didn't you? Wasn't that incredible? All right. Integrate. Now, Dana and Shana recommended that you download your chart, you get to learn your energy type, and then you basically let your body lead you to the part of human design that most intrigues you. And so I invite you over the next couple of days, or maybe even today, to get into some action, some exploration around human design to really let the wisdom here land and become personalized for you. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day, and I'll talk to you soon.